The official podcast of the Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go. You're wasting time. Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, series, discussion, and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself, having written the books. My name is Jakey Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John, and Sue. In fact recording the show way too early in the morning. It is podcast number 207. Yes. Yep. Yep. Hey, I got it right. I didn't even ask you guys. Uh, welcome. Welcome. This is Melissa again. I'm here with John C. and Frack. And, and we have another week of Harry Potter discussions and punditry and fooling around. And No, we don't have punditry. Well, no. we can be, we don't, we might not have Potter pundits, but we, we can't have punditry. Have it every week. Aren't we? Anyway. I guess we're, I don't know what we're called after all these years. Look, yeah, what are we? Are, do we have a... We count. A name? We count. Come on. I guess. I mean, the, the pundits on TV aren't always brilliant, so they're still pundits. So there we go. <laughs> Thanks, John. Yeah. yeah. We're all That's welcome. nice of you. Okay. Thanks for sharing, dude. Appreciate it. All right. This week we have a bit by bit where we talk about chapter... What are we on, 22? Are we done with this book yet? I don't know. No. We need to be done with it pretty soon. We have another... We should go book by book. <laughs> Harry wins. <laughs> Harry <Seven> wins. Shows. <laughs> Yay! Harry lives. He dies and he comes back. Yay! And then, uh, book by book. That'd be funny. Okay. Um, you know what we should do? We should go back to the beginning. After we finish seven. That's what I think. Sorcerer's Stone, chapter by chapter. Mm-hmm. I wanted to All do right. one of those read the things that you did last year for the anniversary. I want to do a read along somewhere. Uh-huh. Oh, that's funny. Oh, funny. I didn't even. Sirius is there. He oh, lives. I didn't even think of that. I was just hiding. No. I was just I'm hiding. I'm not like Gandalf. I won't come back. Okay. Shall we get on with the people? Yes. All these fun things, sure. And now we turn to regular contributor for an update on how the new Wizarding Order is affecting the Muggle world. What's happening in the news, Suze? Oh, well, we have some good news. First, for our friend Rupert Grint. Yes, we love Rupert. His new movie that he's doing. No, I don't. I've decided Who? that I don't. Oh, After you don't? all these years, I'm done. Are you kidding me? I've been on Silly the fence people. for all these years. Yeah. I've decided that, eh. The only reason I tolerate him is because we have the same birthday. Oh. <laughs> we love Rupert. Okay, what's happening with Yes, Rupert? it is the power of the fan has come through. Um, he made a new movie called Cherry Bomb, which is not a, a child-friendly film, but it's nonetheless, it's a, it's a, a new mature film. And it was, a, they were seeking to get a distributor. Well, they put fans, uh, set up a Facebook page, they, they lobbied everywhere they could get, and they, it came through. They now have a distributor for the, uh, the movie now, and a, um, it was an amazing turnout by Rupert Grunt fans, and uh, Rupert said he was um, delighted by the huge support the film has already received, and so grateful to his fans in particular who have traveled the world to support the film at festivals and preview screenings. This is a, a proof positive that fans can change things. Awesome. What's it about? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, tell us what it's about. So it is, is a. 
It's Can a, we cue up some like slow music to go underneath no, this No, it, it's just it is it is a um it's not a coming of an age. It's about uh, two boys who two young men, I should say, who kind of have a thing for a young woman and their adventures and there's there it is a mature theme film. There is violence and there is um some sexual activity and there is some drug taking and but there's a good cast in it. Um, James Nesbitt is in it, and he, he's a really good actor. I believe Bill Nighy, you might be in it, but um, don't quote me on that one. But I think this Bill is Bill Nighy, the science guy. Yes. No, not really. Oh, you know. I was like, so what? Let me See, let me get this. I straight. have the, I have the description. Wait, Terry Bomb follows teenagers Luke, Malachi, and Michelle as they embark on a wild weekend of drink, drugs, shoplifting, and stealing cars. Nice. So it starts out as a game turns deadly serious when the three discover they can't get off the wild ride they've set in motion. Mm. That oh, snap! <laughs> so let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. You have you have Rupert, mm-hmm. and then he has a good guy friend and a good girlfriend, mm-hmm. and they go off on an adventure together. Yes, oh. pretty much. And then they decide that they're all in love with each other. And act on it. So it's it's Harry Potter plus uh, yeah. uh, Itumama Tambien. Yes, it's like thank you, Melissa. It's like ev- I mean, everything you wanted. Everything you wanted those those camping scenes to be uh-huh. here in Cherry Bomb. Go see it. No, no, and uh-huh. I'm not even going there. That's what fan fiction is for. Go do that. No, no, don't go do that with fan fiction. Why do people say that? That's why you write fan fiction. No. Pottercast condones fan fiction smut. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to. I don't. How do you ignore him? I don't know. It's so hard. You think then it gets it shows up in our inboxes. It's true. I'm sure if you write the fan fiction and you you enjoy it, but I don't want to read it. Forward those to me. Okay. Well, you know what? We'll, what? we'll forward the next bit of news. <laughs> this is because okay. this one made me, made me. It's possible, but Dan Ratcliffe, according to Variety, is going to be doing, <laughs> possibly being in, in a musical revival of yes. How to Succeed in Business. And See, I, I would no, laugh. That show for real? I would laugh, but it's Variety. They don't mess around. Right. Like, this one might have some weight. And I what, can't. What would he be? I bet he could sing. Yeah. That'd be fun. I thought you were going to say, like, Shrek the Musical or something. <laughs> just, That'd be ridiculous. You know, I don't know. I just, I can't imagine them wanting to do it because it was just, the musical was just had an, an official, like, revival or whatever they officially call it on Broadway with Matthew Broderick, and he did very well on that. And so I don't know if Dan will be able to... Oh, how do you follow Matthew Broderick? <laughs> Isn't it just a read-through, though? It's, it's a, not like a, a Broadway full-scale production. Well, they're hoping it will become a production is the thing. Right. They're trying to get the cast and get this off the ground with Dan. So, yeah. well, but a, lot, a lot of Dan times. Something. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of times when you make a, when you make a read-through, it, it doesn't go you What's know, a read-through? that much further. A read-through? You just sit around a table and read the script and yeah. sit on oh, a little bit. I mean, it's just, it's not anything for people to see. Right. No. Oh, okay. Right. I wasn't I mean, for producers was sort of like, and backers and stuff. Like, a read-through was like sense. this really bohemian, like, in the round, like, really, like, go through a read-through and it's like small and like, and picked up. Play. I, w- I went to a couple cool. of shady read-throughs when I was um, just out of college and doing theater reviews. Um, usually it's, a, usually when you don't have somebody like Dan Radcliffe involved, usually it's like it's on the fifth floor of a walk-up and there's four chairs in the audience and you're re- you're hearing this just completely awful version of a play that a year later comes out as a really good version of a play but it's a really important way to work through the kinks of any production huh. i mean i guess it makes sense that you know looking forward to this dan did get a lot of people to come to the theater that probably otherwise wouldn't have you know Yes, but there are no naked scenes in How to Succeed in Business. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. They're going to be all confused. Just, They're like, why is this close to Lund? I was just telling you a joke because I knew you were going to do it. Just get it out of the way. <laughs> just, just, 
knock it off the shelf. Like, wait a minute. How we roll this on podcasts. Just get those naked jokes <laughs> right out of the way. It had to be said. If what, it mean, was like going to be the elephant in the room if nobody said it. Yeah. What, what kind of play is this? Everybody's, you know, they're clothed. <laughs> I think people would still come to see Dan, especially if he sang. That's true, yeah. You know, if he could, if he's willing to put himself up there being naked, Anything? then he is willing to put himself out there singing, whether it's bad or good or whatever. I don't sure. know. I mean, that would I would be concerned about the theme of that show if it's about succeeding in business and you don't have clothes on. <laughs> don't even I don't, can... don't know what kind of message that's supposed to send. The full title is "How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying," so that would be a whole different play, John. And then they put like How a little succeed in business. With, they put a little star by trying, but then like clothes. by trying, we actually mean clothes. Yes. <laughs> How to succeed in business that's without really title. trying or without clothes. <laughs> Uh, please, news item number four. Please, okay. Please. This is one of the cool. I love this. Was like one of my favorite headlines to write. The Dark Lord ascends. He finds is back on set filming mm. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Dead yet? That's exciting. Oh, thank God he's back on set. I'd be worried yes. if he wasn't. I know, but it was just thrilling to know for a fact yeah. that he is back. They are filming those scenes right now, and I believe they are doing the Malfoy Manor because Helen McCrory just gave a. a an interview as well and they were talking about uh, the stuff that they're filming and she said that they're letting out all the stops with this and uh you know alan rickman's around and i just i mean to open imagine they're gonna open that movie with the murder of charity burbage and i just chris uh, reichen's been tweeting pregnant, like one of those actresses narcissa was pregnant when she was she was originally going to play Bellatrix, remember? Yeah. Oh, okay. But she's probably since had the baby, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So. Okay. yes. It's been a couple years. Yeah, and, and Chris Rankin also, if you follow, he has his own tweet, um, Twitter, and he's also uh-huh. um, gave an update, too, that said he, they were doing a week of night shoots at the end of the month in October. Must be the battle, because that's that's when Percy shows up, right? So yeah. unless they are unless they have to bring him in earlier to like remind everybody who Percy is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, like they haven't true. they haven't given him screen time since you yeah. know. Well, I mean, make, like, a head boy. He yeah, he was in the scene when Dumbledore leaves with Fox, but doesn't say anything. Nobody right. addresses him. Nobody. Nobody knows who know? he is. It could have been just anybody. I mean, if you're new you to the film, glasses. you would have no idea. I mean, he was just Where as prominent in that scene as Dollish was. See without his yes, glasses. he was, John. Absolutely, just as prominent as Dollish. <laughs> I mean, so they could really pretty much interchangeably use uh, Dollish in these next scenes. Cause oh, my God. So, well, ha- what's interesting up. is that no. the, the feud between, the, between him and the family doesn't exist in the movie. So I guess they're going to have to introduce that. Maybe yeah. they'll or try to show up to the wedding. Not. Here, John, you know, I need some sure. help with the news. I need you to track down to find out, to confirm if Dollish is going to be in Deathly Hallows. Have oh, him gosh. around? Yeah, I think, I think we could definitely do that. Okay. I will be your mission. Do we want to contact, like, through, like, <laughs> Richard Lee to see if he knows? Or yeah, why don't you do that? I you mean, call him up. contact the studio? You are the know. lone person out there that is the big dollish man. You have to call him up I and say, I dude, could... I'm your namesake. You have to come study me to get your part right. <laughs> oh. I know. I think what we should do is we should pick it, the Warner Brothers Studios, mm-hmm. and just be like, save, save dollish, like the, like the Free Dobby campaign. Please don't and, remind um, me of the Free Dobby campaign. <laughs> <laughs> and just be like, I get cold like, you're, thinking you about cannot it. Cannot not include him. What's the free Save Dobby dollars? campaign? Don't no no. But I want to know <laughs> what would it no. be though. Google it. Google it. <laughs> Dollish for Deathly. I mean, what what is our little slogan going to be? Mm, I, I like free Dollish. Free Dollish. 
he's not <laughs> okay. But he's not in jail, exactly. right? But neither was Dobby at the time, so. <laughs> no, it's why I'm funny. <laughs> I'm gonna take a bunch Stupid. of people to TRL on a random day. TRL is over, you know. It doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't. Oh, we'll go from the MTV no. Studios, and they'll be like, "What is going on out here?" Make sure one girl's in a towel. They'll call me up. They'll call me up there, and they'll be like, "So what's this free dollish thing all about?" And they'll be like, "Oh, face. yeah, you know, dollish. He needs to be freed, and Lady Gaga's cool." And they'll be like, "All right, we'll air it." Uh, dollish and Lady Gaga? What? I'm gonna start that rumor. Mm, it's better than effing Kermit. <laughs> Kermit's awesome. What? Can we move on? Okay. Kermit. Let's Wait, talk Kermit about something more like fun. The frog. <laughs> oh, I Kermit's like Kermit great. the Frog, but come on, if you want to date a puppet <laughs> or a super cool horror, um, I'm sorry, on, Kermit ladies. the Frog would be um. Dallas. Yeah, Kermit's better. Sorry, Kermit wins. You don't need to stand a chance, John. I think Kermit <laughs> would touch a frog. I think this Kermit is not a would frog. Even... It's Kermit the Frog. Yes, okay? thank you. The... I understand he's a popular frog. <laughs> do you do you understand he's why he's popular? Frog. Because he's not obviously he's not. not. So let's just move on. We can't have a conversa- okay. intelligent conversation about us. Let's just <laughs> number three. So let's talk about our favorite author. Let's talk about Miss Dan Brown. Well, sorry, uh, no, I'm Judy Bloom. So Judy Bloom. No, <laughs> I'm very Ooh, much kidding. Yes. I'm just annoyed that everywhere I look, it's Dan Brown. Law symbol. Law <laughs> symbol. What a disappointment. Okay, Joe has. She was uh, at a uh, Paris fashion show recently, and she said. She's quoted in the paper as saying she is working on something, but it's not Harry Potter. Oh. Mm. Well, she did mention, I mean, a, a couple of years ago that she was working on this political fairy story. Political Remember? Fairy? Well, she said she had political two things, fairy? right? She had yeah. a children's, one for adults and one for children. So it could right. be either of those. We don't know. Huh. I mm. would love to see what she did with an adult book. I, I happen to think that Deathly Hallows is an adult book. So yeah. I'm yeah. curious. I'm curious about something that it would be labeled adult. What would what would what would consider it adult? Like mostly they go adult by themes. Mostly they go by main character and with these things. So if your main character is eight years old, your age range is about eight years old. You know that's why that's why Harry was a kid's book early on because Harry was eleven. You know, mm-hmm. and by the time he's fourteen, it's not a kid's book anymore. It's a YA novel. So, Interesting. There are other things that go into it, but mostly they go by like the main character. So if she's writing something from an adult's point of view, it's going to be an adult novel. Yeah. Um, my Harry history is very often referred to as an adult book, even though it doesn't really fit in the genre of adult nonfiction. It's kind of more just related to Harry Potter. You know what I mean? I don't. When I see mm. it in a bookstore and it's under, you know, adult nonfiction next to <laughs> the serious memoir of the month, it just I never it never makes Special sense. Special interest. Yeah. Well, it's usually under cultural studies, but that's a whole other ball of wax. Cultural studies. That always makes me laugh. I found it in sci-fi in London. What? Really? Yeah, sci-fi. It was so funny. We had a bunch of leaky people together, and we were trying, because I don't own the British edition. I don't own it. It's been a year. I don't own the British edition. My publisher has not sent it to me, or my agent hasn't, and she hasn't sent it to me, and I'm tired of asking. So I was in London. I was like, we have to find... I need my book so then i found one in a store the first one we went to and i didn't want to buy it i just signed it and put it back and so oh that's cool we went we went to another one and we couldn't find it we asked the lady and she goes it's in sci-fi we all five of us at once went 
what? <laughs> It was pretty loud. So I'm sorry. Tangent that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. So let's go back to JK Rowling. I did want to say that you were talking about with an adult novel. She said, I need a hairy break. And if you remember a few weeks ago, we heard from um, Ian Rankin that the last time he'd seen Joe, that she had been working on the encyclopedia, like her, the histories of the okay, family. Okay, can we talk so. a second about Ian Rankin? Can we talk a second about yes. Ian Rankin? Do I've asked, oh, here we I've go. asked people about the Ian Rankin thing. Oh! He, okay. He made it up out of his head. What? He made it up. Wait, what's he going on? He had not seen her recently. I knew he it. He had not seen her working in the Scottish book. He maybe, maybe the last time they saw her, maybe, maybe, nobody's really sure, was when she was doing the tree for the, for the, um, 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 for the, the documentary thing? Thank you. The documentary. <gasps> no. He, he made it up. And he doesn't put... This is exactly... It is exactly what we thought. I, I said, he just doesn't know. He just says this, and he doesn't know what he's doing to millions of fans. And they were like, exactly. Yes. No. He doesn't... That's total BS. Think he of it in exactly his what he was doing. Look how many people read that article about him and his new thing. He knew exactly what he and was he doing. Sounded, or someone that's around so him frustrating. Yes, it's so that frustrating. is terrible. You're right. Frankie I don't mean to make like it, but but all, all all I was told is that there's no there's no there was no recent encounter in which she was scribbling, you know, <sighs> genealogy. Can you imagine that? Charts. Like he comes to the door just to say hi, and she's like, "Just a second. And she's like shuffling all of her papers of genealogies. But inside. seriously, does that sound like Joe anyway? Does it honestly? Does, do you think she's gonna go sit in a cafe with with large? charts and obvious pieces of information knowing what <laughs> yeah. she has a big dry erase board set up <laughs> exactly you know so uh, it was i mean she if she's if she's doing it it's going to be on a pad of paper quietly yeah. and by the time when she meets up with somebody she's not going to be like hold on <laughs> let, let me continue what i was just doing please don't publish it in an article <laughs> about your work well, I would like to express my sincere frustration and disappointment in him. He went on a very serious interview on BBC Radio for the entire world and said this. As in, and he wasn't joking around. And I took him yeah. serious. And I feel very, I'm very upset but he about did. this. He said last time I saw her, and maybe that was the last time he saw her. Maybe it's you know people when they're when they're kind of kind of friends, kind of not Ugh. what kind of acquaintances they lose track maybe it was a year since he saw her at, or, or legitimately saw her and he did see that what she was putting together for the documentary gosh but then but no that's been over two years yes it be. came out in 2007 but anyway there was no there was no recent indication of her of her working there was no there was nothing that he could have legitimately brought away and said oh i just saw joe she was working on her scottish book I can smell the green and silver seeping from this man's pores. <laughs> nice. I swear. It's just a little, it's a little bit, you know, like when you're being interviewed about your work, don't talk about talk about somebody your else's own work. Right. Don't talk, talk about, about the most famous author in the world in order to help, you know. How many people, including myself, only know this man's name because he dropped J.K. Rowling's name in the encyclopedia? No. Uh. A lot of people know him, though. I mean, he's pretty well. It, no, he's a pretty... I know a lot of lit heads know him, but <laughs> I'm not one. And <laughs> I know heads. thousands of other people who are Harry Potter fans aren't, and they heard about this guy. So Fair it was point. very, very premeditated, and shame on you. I, and I called it from the beginning, so there. I don't, I'm, I'm, not, I'm still not going with premeditated. It's probably that they have, they have a, they have a friendship, and everybody knows it. And if he's sitting down with a, with a reporter, the reporter will probably like, so have you seen J.K. Rowling lately? And he, you know, is maybe a little absent-minded and says, oh yeah, last time I saw her, blah 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 blah. You know, 
I don't. So such a generous, absent-minded thing we're we're giving him. He's still putting out new work. I mean, he's not in a home. I'm just not willing to to label him Uber Slytherin, but I I think he's a little careless. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let I'll let you have it. And uh, it's just right. my maybe it's my hope for humanity. I don't know. That sounds very Hufflepuff of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's kind of a good news though about Joe. She is going to be the first person to receive the Hans Christian Andersen Award. Who is, as we know, is a wonderful author. He's wrote Princess and the Pea, all the, a lot of the fairy tales that we all know. The Emperor's New Clothes. Mermaid. You know, he's the just, Little Mermaid, which is a horrible <laughs> story from Hans Christian Andersen. I mean, it's a, yes. it's a well, it's a beautiful story, but it's a it's a very depressing story. It is yeah. not the Disney version, people. <laughs> not the Disney. He dies. It's a whole thing. It's not the one where it's like you know, Pretty Little Mermaid running around, <laughs> wants to sing. And no, no. Wants to get legs. Quite. Hook up with the older prince. Quite not. Not when you put How it that way, John. Nice. Kind of gross. Well, okay, come on. Uh, can I? Can I mention another award that J.K. Rowling should have won and didn't? Then we found this out recently. What? The the, the Medal of Freedom. Oh God, that's a bunch of BS. How disappointed! Oh, what do you mean, Medal of <laughs> Freedom? What's that? Okay. Medal of Freedom's like the highest honor, uh, you know, the United States gives civilians. Apparently, they can give it to not just American citizens, but she was up for it, uh, you know, a few years ago in the previous administration, and that administration decided they couldn't give it to her because Harry Potter promotes witchcraft. Well, let's, and let's not, okay, we let's, let's... We can't be seen doing that. Paul Danger, Will Robinson, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. This is a capital R rumor. Thank you. This was in <clears throat> a book with, uh, written by Matthew Latimer, who the previous administration has gone on record with several, with many examples of him being dishonest. So there's Aww. that. Yeah, honestly. The line is not sourced. There's no real di- indication. All It's a news story because it's a news... I mean, it has to be. It was getting picked up all over the world. But he would say... He says... Um, basically about some other person they didn't give the award or some other version of narrow thinking. And he says... It was this kind of thinking that led the administration not to give J.K. Rowling the Presidential Medal of Freedom because it... The books promoted witchcraft. There have since been other people who've come out to talk about this, saying no, no, no. She wasn't. She wasn't given the award because the people who were given the award did such and such great heroic, you know, political blah blah, blah things. Whether or not that's true, let's let's probably probably if she was up for it, she didn't get it. Not because they actually think the books promote witchcraft, but because this was a Republican administration who has to worry about the Christian right, and maybe the Christian right would have been upset if, if it's it mm-hmm. at all true. You know? And we should also point out mm-hmm. that the Bushes were actively and openly Harry Potter fans. They even decorated the White House with Harry Potter decorations. Laura Bush has spoken many times about her love of it. That's true. And I, I find that, that, I find this whole story huh. quite, I'm very dubious about the whole Fishy. thing. Very dubious. Fishy. It's this kind of thing you drop into a book on purpose to make news before mm. the book comes out. You kind of like just like that Ian guy. Well, Ian didn't pen a book for a year and and think and every word wasn't crafted. Ian was just talking to somebody. What was he promoting? He wasn't. He was doing it. I don't know. He was on the BBC radio just talking. I mean, he's just you know an interview. I mean, the BBC radio does a lot of like art and culture kind of. So, I mean, he's oh. and, and he's a very prolific, famous author from the UK. 
who lives near J.K. Rowling in Edinburgh, which I gotta right. tell you is not the most inexpensive, you know, area in the world. So right. I think he's doing okay for himself. Yeah. Yeah. So I have other news. <laughs> Can we talk some serious news now? This is kind well, of as long as you have some other news. I do, and this is actually, and, and I, I really want to talk about this. Um, Michael Gambon, who, as we know, plays Professor um, Dumbledore in the movies. Um, we had some alarming news that came across the wires, and that he had, was very ill and had to uh, step out of a play by Alan Bennett, who's perhaps one of the leading um, playwrights in the UK right now. And he was taken ill, and he's being replaced by none other than Richard Griffiths. Uncle, who plays Uncle Vernon? Um, All the family. Yes, it's, it's, which is really remarkable. You have these two of uh, actors of this this caliber that can do these stage plays that are really good. But m- there was a lot of concern that Michael, you know, been taken to the hospital, and you know he was very, and he's not. He's just his doctor says that he needs to just chill for a couple weeks. He's going to be okay. But he and Mr. Gammon said that he, you know, would not be fair to the play, and that you know Aww. he th- thought that that you know what I mean. He was said if i'm not temporarily firing on all cylinders you know i mean so but he's going to be okay he's going to be back as dumbledore he's going to be fine but just need to make sure that that was clear that gambon is going to be okay cool yeah good for him i hope yeah. we wish him we wish him health yes and speaking of health we have a very we heard a, a remarkable interview i mean i'm just you know uh. i hate to use the word remarkable but it really is because we don't often hear from um, dame maggie smith and then she she spoke very candidly about her battle very. with very candidly about her um, battle with breast cancer and going through chemotherapy and, you know, her uncertainty as she could go back and, and, you know, be on the stage again where she's, she's gotten so much acclaim, not just from her Oscar awards, but, you know, it just was very powerful. She talked about when she was filming Harry Potter and the half Prince, she was hairless. She said, I was hairless. I had no problem getting the wig on. I was like a boiled egg. That's terrible. I love her so much. I do too. And I'm such a huge fan of her. She looked a little ill in she did in in Half Blood Prince. A little frail, but you can imagine. That's so sad because like it fits the character, so you don't think twice to be like, oh, she's kind of old and sad about Mm -hmm. Dumbledore and about the circumstances, but. Like oh, you know, but she's 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 been given the all clear. We should stress this. The doctors told her at her last checkup she was all clear, and she was kind of joking around that she's going to stagger through Deathly Hallows, and she is going to be back in the in the movie. But it's just it was really she's got some big fun stuff. You, to play. you betcha that that whole death scene. I remember us talking to Joe when she said she can't wait for that scene with Joe and those deaths. That's going to be that's going to be fantastic. I, they better do that because. Yeah. Sometimes the brand I, of whimsy is what changes. It's, it's, you know, yeah. they do it a little I different. L- I love that whole bit from when, like, they find Harry in the, in the Ravenclaw common room. And oh, she's like, I want to see that so to try bad. And save his butt a little bit. Well, when, when she fights she Snape, gets to, that's the best scene. I'm sorry. Oh, oh right, yeah. right. When he jumps out the window. Uh, <laughs> like a bat. Oh, bat gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and she makes the, the, the <laughs> Knights of Hogwarts come alive. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh wow! And then planking pl- down the hall. Yeah. Ah, I want to see that. You can just see that happening. Wait, wait, in the movie. You can first. see them all waking up and going I want that off to be to my fight. cue to start, you know, r- running up in my night costume to run down the hall. Yes. Doesn't McGonagall <laughs> also fight Voldemort with Slughorn in his pajamas? The two of them are, or somebody just. Oh, and Kingsley. The three of them are dueling Voldemort. Yeah. That yeah. That will be the awesome. Three of them duel. Oh man. <laughs> three of them on Voldemort. I can't wait to see like, you know, a, a duel where it's like. One person dealing more than one person at once. Yeah, she will be. She was just wonderful. And if you have not, we'll put the the link in the uh, 
the show notes, but I encourage you to read this article, this interview, because it's so... She, I mean, she spoke about, this, you know, the, the possibility of dying. She was very frank. You know, I mean, these are personal thoughts. that you. I mean, you you face your own mortality. You don't have to go and talk to the whole world about it if you don't want to. And uh, I don't know. I just yeah. I was really inspired by this. I was very as well. And uh, speaking of breast cancer, we are here at least Leaky are doing something very cool, right, Melissa? I just yeah, um, a bunch of the Harry Potter sites are were approached by a company that is run by a friend of ours. Um, it's called Beamit, and the company has created an item, uh, a glove that women can wear to increase the chances they will pick up a lump when they do their exams. Um, and so they are. Every, for every purchase made through Leaky, if you go to bemitt.com slash Leaky, every purchase, a certain amount goes to the Susan G. Komen Foundation. Mm. We, we are also, every site that's involved is getting a dollar on every on every purchase. We are obviously donating all that over to the the Susan G. Komen Foundation, and we're really excited about it. Um, and I just, I just finished, I gotta say, I just yesterday finished the walk that you guys all so generously donated to um, we through podcast and through our YouTube channel, you guys helped raise more than fifty four hundred dollars for breast cancer awareness and research. And we just did this magnificent walk in New York City. I'm gonna I have some videos. I'm gonna put them up on um, on the podcast channel. And I just want to say thank you. And I owe a couple of shout outs. And all the prizes are gonna start going out this week. So keep an eye out. You're out for that. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's all I got for news. I mean, I just think uh, that's all. That's really? it. Really, I know. So that's this week. No, sorry. Thirty-two minutes later. Jeez. Sorry. Oh, all right. Well, let's do well, it. Let's do it. See you there. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. The Deathly Hallows! It's that chapter. God, we're not through this book yet. Of course we're not. We are, by the time we get to the epilogue, we need to have a party. Yeah. Is 22 at least halfway? Yeah, 18 is halfway. Getting there, slowly. Yay, we're getting over the hump, over the hill. Slowly. All right, they got they, they, Hermione pulls her genius move, and Ron keeps calling her a genius, and they get pulled out of the, the love goods. Yeah. And Hermione, they just start running around throwing up hexes because that's what you do when you're on the run and you didn't know you were going mm-hmm. where you're going. Right, right. Are you being sarcastic? Oh. oh okay. Good. I thought you were being sarcastic. Like, Frankie. that's what I would do. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do. We're <laughs> being so impractical. I'm like, no, that's no, exactly that's what, what I would do. do. I misread the tone. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I misread the tone. <laughs> I was like, I'm really confused as to why you wouldn't do But they're talking about Luna and how she might be an Azkaban oh. and whether she survives the oh, place, gosh. though. Luna wrong. would survive that's Azkaban, sad. I know. That's what Harry says. Luna would be, like, messing with the Dementors. She would just be like, hi! And they, she would convert Dementors. <laughs> and they'd be like... What's your name? She'd be like... <laughs> how long have you been working here? <laughs> yeah. How long have you been working here? <laughs> consumed any good souls lately that's what i like about harry though he does he takes her her you know her little kind of quirkiness and says that's her part of her strength she's teaching them about the rack spurts and nargles you know yeah she's teaching them about rack spurts and nargles no of course so i'm not hating on luna no i just think but you were like you know it's funny and i'm like yeah but that's part of her strength i think that it was funny what you were saying but it just made me like oh that harry was 
I mean, it made me, you know, endear it. I don't know. I just yeah. thought it was kind of cool. Do you think the, the Dementors have, like, you know, like intelligence and their own emotions, or are they just mindless killing, sucking, you know, soul-sucking machines? Well, they're, they're grown out of death and despair and decay. I don't think they're actual functioning beings. Yeah, they are, but they're mm. evil. You know, that's a good question, though. Do they have, like, a, a taskmaster or, like, a warden, though, the, a warden of Azkaban? How do you control the Dementors? I don't know. Haven't we seen times where, like, they, they communicate with, you know, their rule, people that are in charge of them? Like, taking orders? No. I think my vibe for them is they're just, they're, like, intelligent animals. Because, but they, like, their intelligence is curbed by their hunger. So, like, if they realize that, like, I think they were just smart enough to realize, well, Azkaban's the best place for us because we can get, you know, the most for our money, quote-unquote. Yeah. Or whatever the expression, you know. And then once once, like... Voldemort was in power. I was like, "Hey, forget this. Let's just wander and get people." Right. They're, I think they're more like motivated by their hunger. Oh. And so, but then they can temper it when they need to. But didn't Umbridge set set them to Privet Drive? Was that Umbridge or Fudge? Who set them? I mean, that was Umbridge. So they have to be some sort of communication pattern somehow. Oh right? yeah, for sure. But I I, and I think that they listened to Umbridge then because it's like, yeah, we want to. That's great. You know. Huh. So. So how did you guys, when I first read this, I, I was a little like, I can't believe he just tried to sell them to the Death Eaters. But then, you know, it's his daughter. How did you feel about this? Oh, see, me the whole time, I was just like, I don't, what 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 would I do? Like, I would love to think that I, um, that I wouldn't. But at the same time, it's his daughter. Like, it's just, how can you turn that off? You know what I mean? Like, it, like there's a logical part of it realizing that even if they get Harry, Luna is still going to be gone, probably. Sure. You have mm-hmm. that abstract hope that probably just mars your judgment. I just realized that Xenophilius is like the Jack Bauer of Deathly Hallows. How, how's that? You just realized that. You said it in the last week's episode. How, yeah, exactly. Thanks. I'm like, what? <laughs> I did? People are like, you really did? Because I just heard that five minutes ago. Really? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, you've said that before, but I want to know your reasoning behind oh, this. Oh, my brain must not be... Fu- it's. I don't think he's really. I just think it's funny because every five minutes in, death, in 24, it's like, I'm going to kill your daughter unless you give us the terrorists. Like, no. Oh, yeah. That's too funny. So... Every five minutes, it's 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 the, it's you turn, if you watch twenty four, you don't get through an episode without some sort of threat on Jack's family. Yeah. So, yeah. so they're all they're all freaking out a little bit too about um about the fact that they were spotted by the Death Eaters, like particularly Ron, right, who's supposed to be sick and home. And- but Ron wasn't spotted because he was underneath the invisibility cloak. Boom. Oh, touche. You're right. So Hermione's all the death that the three brothers tell. Three brothers, it's a story. It's a children's story. It can't exist. It cannot. And Ron's all, well, the Chamber of Secrets. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Harry's invisibility cloak. What about that stone? Yeah. Yeah, because they thought the Sorcerer's Stone could have been the stone for a while, didn't they? I don't know. He said something about, like, what about the Resurrection Stone? And I just thought, maybe maybe it was the way I was reading it. And I thought, oh, they're going to flash onto that somehow. Because you didn't yeah. know at this point where all this was going. Well, Hermione's like, well, what's, what about the Resurrection Stone? There's no way to bring somebody, somebody back there. I win. And Harry's all, well, you know, <laughs> my wand. You know, in the graveyard. Yeah. And Hermione's just, like, losing the fight. <laughs> Poor Hermione, with all her reason, gets totally. She doesn't like to this. lose fights. Her, Hermione's no. like getting like a, a migraine over there. Like, stop it! It's not happening. It's not true. It's not true. She fires the bird spell at him just because she's frustrated. She stings his face again just because she wants to. Wait, did that happen yet? No. <laughs> this is what happened? Wait, the snatchers didn't happen yet. No, the sna- no. Oh no, they didn't get caught. Yet. They get caught. Yeah. Yet. 
in this yeah. chapter as a matter of fact. <laughs> well then well then they start talking about the Peverells, which is yes. is the first real discussion we have of the Peverells. Um and we learned that they're one of the earliest pure blood families, but they're they're extinct, apparently. They're not supposedly have died out. Just the name. The name. Now at this point Harry already lost his wand, right? Yeah, he's got uh, the black. Yeah, and they don't, do they at this point do they remember that they saw that gra- those great that graveyard or no? Yeah, they're talking oh. about it. Yeah, the Paraville. That's how it comes up. He goes, "This guy who's buried in Godric Hollow. What do you know about him?" And Hermione's all, "Well, I looked him up, of course." <laughs> and, when? He's you in, know, in my in my bag of library, <laughs> and I found the name in Nature's Nobility. <laughs> bag of library. <laughs> yeah, my library bag, and I'm carrying you know it around. I find interesting. Put the Library of Congress in there. Yeah. That she, uh, that the book that she found him in, she borrowed it from Creature. Oh, the well, nobility book. Huh. Yeah, it's yeah. about pure blood families. So. That's nothing you're going to have in main library because that's that's like I that's can't true. imagine that yeah, would yeah. be a ministry approved book, you know, or a or, Dumbledore yeah, or approved book, or a popularly book. accepted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the, and Harry finally gets it. He finally puts Peverell together with Marvolo Gaunt, <sighs> which we all have been screaming about since the name came right. up. Harry, in his normal, you know, I'm going to get to it in ten chapters, guys. Way. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh, aha, Marvolo Gaunt. You know, I love the Gaunts, and I wanted to know more about this. So I go, I was still flashing back to that whole nobility book, and I'm just like, do you think we'll ever learn? Anything more about those families? Do you think that'll be in the Scottish book? I mean, I know it sounds terrible about the pure blubs, but I really want to know. It's so funny. It's like talking about I, an entire universe that we're like, well, I don't know about this. What about, yeah. what about this? What about the grandfather? What about this? What about that? And God, she could be writing it forever. Forever. Yeah. You know? It's totally true. Well, I think there's a chance we could get some of them because they're direct lines, descendants of um, Salazar. So I think we'll get... You think yeah. she'll have huge entries for the founders? Are Peverell's descendants of Salazar? I don't think so. Wait. Sh- Marvolo Gaunt is. That's what that, yeah, that's what she was talking Gaunt about. Is, Gaunt. Yeah, I thought we were talking about the not, Peverell's. No. We don't... Not, yeah. Do we know where the Peverell's, the Peverell's come from, are? though? I mean, we don't know. No. Definitely not Gryffindor. Otherwise, Harry would be an heir of Gryffindor. And that theory would have been right. What if he comes from Merlin? Who? <laughs> Yes, John, I'm, I'm sure that's it. Or I would Gandalf. kind of like we the don't fact know. that... <laughs> no, F you guys. Merlin is in the books. The Order of Merlin. Books, but I just he can't exists. see her putting, making the top of her genealogical tree a character from another Yes, I just series. And Merlin agree. travels backwards in the timeline, so... <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he get, like, sucked up into a tree or something? We're totally not even, even, even in about the Deadly Hallows. Not even. Well, I had a point when I brought that up when John got freaked out about Merlin. Um, oh, I was going to say I would like to. I would like to think that you know uh, Harry was great on his own accord. But the fact of making it even more like they were, they already established that the Peverells were like they were talent, a talented bunch, and he comes from. And I think the fact that Harry comes from like the humble brother is more remarkable than the fact that he, he like, you know. Yes. He has magic because it wasn't the it wasn't the brother's comes from the- magical talent that had him defeat death. It was his humility. And that was even more powerful because he was wise enough to be humble and ask for the, the you know, the, the, the item that would help him avoid death rather than not avoid it. But, well, you, know, true you know, what I mean? like it, it was it was his humility and his wisdom that that defeated death. Not the fact that he was like powerful or anything significant. And that go that kind of goes with Harry's little battle too with Voldemort at the end because like Voldemort you know fell on his own sword. 
Well, this is now the point of the story where Harry starts having those thoughts. Hallows or Horcruxes, if he was to combine, his head starts, he says, his, his imagination races ahead as he starts to come to grips with the idea that the stone is real, the wand is real, that the, he knows the cloak is real, that neither can live while the other survives, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. And he starts to think, well, if I could put them together, who cares about Horcruxes? And that's where this whole central... Mm-hmm. Horcruxes versus Hallows, Harry's maturity versus his immaturity uh, plot comes in. I agree with that. And that was really eloquent what you just said, Frankie Joe, when I go back, because it is ultimately, as we learn later ahead, I don't want to go skip too far ahead, but it is true. I mean, it is his choice. And he willingly accepts with his grace and humility, he accepts that death. He chooses that, you know, it's like, okay, if I have to die, then, you know, and he wasn't afraid to go on to that whole scene in the force. So I, I, I thought you just said was really powerful, Frankie. I don't know. And uh, you're right, Melissa, this is where he, we do learn, we do start to see his, Harry's thought process and his pattern of willing to understand about the, the Horcruxes and what you can do here. I, yeah, forget about the Horcruxes. I mean, this is kind of actually, you know, the first time I read this chapter, I wasn't like overly impressed with it. But now that I go back and when you guys are talking about it, I'm, hmm. Okay, very good point. C- carry on. Sorry, I'm just like, that was good. <laughs> well, Harry, Harry becomes a believer. He just is a total believer right here. Yeah, it's just kind of like, huh, I've seen it in a new whole new light. Okay, good. very good. <laughs> but it starts to all like click together. Yeah. You know, the, the cloak is so perfect as Harry starts to, to realize it's no matter what spells are cast at it, he stays mm-hmm. invisible. Then he remembers that Dumbledore had the cloak the night his parents died. Then- oh, right. So Dumbledore killed his parents. He did it on purpose because he knew that he- we need somebody to kill Voldemort eventually. So I'm going to screw up Harry's life. Honestly, you think that, that, that Voldemort couldn't sense their presence. It doesn't stop them being solid. If Voldemort knew that's where they were hiding, entering the house, he would find them. He could have been like behind a couch with a cloak on, and whoa, 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 you know, behind yeah, a couch. You didn't find him. I didn't think of that. What? Come I didn't on. Think of that. What? There's a simple spell that even Hermione knows how to use. It's hominum revelio or whatever. You don't think Voldemort's mastered that? And that works against the cloak. I guess it, it says there's a presence in the room. It doesn't tell you. It doesn't reveal them. Oh, so that could explain too about Mad Eye. We've been getting a lot of emails about that, Mad-Eye, actually. I think we should revisit the Mad-Eye situation. Later. I don't know how we can revisit it, because how else can we address the subject? He sees them. There's no, like, arguing about it. He sees Harry. No, but he, he, he very specifically says that says the kind of socks that he had on, like, as if he saw the socks. And at the moment that Mad-Eye is looking up at Harry, it was um, around that exact same time, Harry slips through the stair that you can sink through. People are like, that's how he saw him because he can see through cement no, and everything. That's so not he when saw. He says nice socks, John. He's, he, he says he nice about socks, his socks at the Yule Ball when he's not wearing the invisibility cloak. Yeah, right. I know. So afterwards, when he sees him, is when you know he talked about you know socks. What? <laughs> he says nice socks at the Yule Ball. He doesn't look through the invisibility cloak. He looks through his clothes, which is really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying he's he was wearing the same socks. Just giving him a lovely slap. Do you think Mary runs around everybody and comments on their underwear? To pe- I mean, it's got to be boring after well, a while. It was Barty, so it's okay. But what do you mean he the same evil. socks? He was wearing the same socks that night. So when his foot slipped through the step, the step, Matt, I saw him then too. No, what? I do remember them saying That's something about socks. Almost word for word, an email we got. Well, how about what the book says? Oh snap! Well, you know, the book Should didn't write the email. <laughs> the book didn't write the email. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that powerful. Come on. I, never, I don't remember there being any dialogue around, well, he's wearing the same sock, so clearly. There doesn't need to be dialogue. It's implied. It's implied? 
Harry doesn't change his socks very often. No, he doesn't bathe or go to the bathroom at all, ever. Right? The, no one in the school uh, does. Didn't you, we got an email about Cedric. that once, too. Do you remember, Melissa? Why don't they ever take showers or bathe and stuff? Go to the bathroom? They scorchify themselves. Uh, they go to, they take baths because in book four, that's actually the redeeming thing about... Wait, no, I like the book. Not I was thinking of the movie. Never mind. Well, but <laughs> you love bubble baths. That's why you like them. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that makes the whole book for Every you. time I read that <laughs> section, I was like, bath. I want to go in that bathroom so bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you sound creepy. Okay, we're way on topic again. <laughs> I'm uh, trying. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Uh-oh. It's where he gets stuck. Halfway down the staircase, not thinking about what he was doing, not concentrating on anything but the peculiar behavior of Mr. Crouch, Harry's leg suddenly sank right through the trick step. Neville always forgot to jump. He gave an ungainly wobble, and the golden egg, still damp from the bath, slipped from under his arm. He lurched forward to try and catch it, but too late. The egg fell. Harry snatched at it. The invisibility cloak slipped. Harry snatched at it, and the marauder's map fluttered out of his hand and slid down six stairs, where, sunk in the step above his knee, he couldn't reach it. So, what does it have to do with socks? Nothing. But his foot was what was, his what up, was above his knee. He sunk in. So his whole lower leg was was then visible to Mad Eye. Yeah, his whole lower leg. So there's no. Oh, the point is the fact that his body wasn't underneath visibility cloak the anymore, visibility but cloak. it was on the floor, yeah, so and he wasn't seeing through the invisibility he was cloak. He was the seeing floor. it through the step. Oh, right. Uh, interesting. It's just it's just amazing how the detail. Oh, yeah. Because she had to have that thought. Well, if he can't see through the invisibility cloak, there has to be a way that he can see through the step. <clears throat> That's true. Yeah. Obviously, the invisibility cloak wouldn't go down the step, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, but you know what? It, you know, it actually says it right here. Moody could see through invisibility cloaks. He alone could see the full strangeness of the scene. Why? Which is bullcrap, because we don't but know then about... Again, but then again, maybe Harry just thinks he can and he can't. Yeah, it- that's that's just Harry's inner dialogue. He didn't know about Deathly Hallows back then. Wait, 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 wait. Is that a third person omniscient or is that Harry monologue thinking? It seems to be a third person, but I don't understand where he gets the idea that Moody can actually see through them. Like he had to have been convinced at some it point. It happens earlier in the books. Mm. It's not the heel ball. He's not wearing unless he was even a worse date than we thought, he was not wearing the invisibility cloak at the U Ball. How do we know that Moody can see through them? I think we're woefully rusty on our gobble to fire. Serious? Uh, well, that's what we've been discussing Deathly Hollows since the dawn of time. Yeah. Um, dawn of time? That's a little much. We need, we need, to, we need to figure figure this out. All right, we'll figure it out. We will. I'm sure we'll get yeah. emails. Well, that would be good. We'll do a mailbag. We'll, we'll do an extended mailbag on, on Mad Eyes Cloak thing. That'll be one of our big questions. Yeah. We'll re- tackle. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Mo- Moody says it can see through invisibility cloaks. I just found it. He actually says but that. But then again, Moody's Moody's a liar, so can it? Wait, yeah, because at that point, he's not Barty? Moody. He's Barty. Or he's, he's Barty, Barty Crouch Jr. It's a magic eye. I'm, I'm thinking that was like a true statement. Like, he can see through invisibility cloaks. Hey, I'm sorry to keep interrupting, but I just went back a page and I realized what something else. It really... Freck, you're right. It really can see through it. He sees Hermione sitting at the booth, and he and at the at the three broomsticks, and he comes over to them and says, "Nice cloak, Potter." Oh, that's right. Why are Why are we destroying to. our mailbag segment right here in the middle? Well, of the because bit. we're supposed to know these things, and I'm embarrassed that we don't. So there. <laughs> okay, fine. <sighs> I think that's the end of bit by bit. That's yeah, I think I think we destroyed that one pretty good. This is the drums, and you know, I have to bring this up, and I know Frankie wasn't with us, but you know what 
And by the time this airs, October 19th, 2007 was? I think it's first show. No. no was it was a day we got to talk Oh, my to, God. That's, yeah. Yes, we got to Sorry. meet Joe in New York City. Oh, <laughs> I remember oh. that. Two years ago already. And that was a day she she cleared Helga Hufflepuff. Who's thrilled? <laughs> no, she didn't. No, come <laughs> on. Well, if you were me, she did. She continued yeah, the debate. John, for sure. Didn't. She loves continuing the debate. She's not an assault. I know. Any. But it was so great. I just hope that the encyclopedia comes out and it's still ambiguous as to whether or not she enslaved the house elves. I think it's relative to your definition of enslaved. Made to work for no money or reimbursement <laughs> of any kind. for no money or gratification. <laughs> but she said. Well, gratification is arguable, John. They like it. They do enjoy it, yeah. But so, Nate, Frankie, did you get to see her when she was on that tour, when Joe was on that tour? I know. Everyone I was with that day Frankie, weren't you with us in L.A.? Yeah. And everyone got to see her but me. And I was, like, crying, like, oh, she cried on my hands, and now my hand grows petals. (laughs) 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 And then I was like, I got a rock. Womp, womp. (laughs) Hard to believe that Joe was here, though. Uh, I'm writing oh, that show. I note say down it's too. high time for a return. I think, think so. I think, I think so. so. She could stay with me and Muchka. I know she's hard up. You know. Yeah. Oh, I know she needs. You think she gets along with cats? She has dogs. I think she would get along with cats. I don't think she's a cat person. Yeah, she's not a cat person. She said that. In, and in let's be things. clear. I mean, no one will get along with Muchka unless they spend like two consecutive sure. weeks. I get her. along with Muchka fine. She just doesn't get along with me. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Oh, leave my mooch girl alone. She was very confused this month, enormously confused. Aww. I had, a, I kept having to take her back to my mom because of all the stupid stuff that was going on in my apartment. She was oh, confused? yes, your bug, your bug adventure from yeah, oh. poor cat. Every time we, we came back after a tour, then I then I had another trip, and then another trip, and then the bug thing, and then another trip, and the poor cat just kept going to my mom's, and she had no idea what was going on. So leave her alone. She's she's having a hard time. Yeah, because she's hearing us right now, crying in the corner. <laughs> leave she me is. be. She is. <laughs> she has terrible self-esteem issues. You don't want to hear something funny? Speaking about cats, you know Luna, my parents' kitten. Yeah, oh, she plays fetch. No, oh, my yay. mom recorded it, and if I think about it, I'll try to upload it on our channel today. Like do they it. throw do the it. ball. She's so big. Is she getting you big? No, she's actually she's pretty small for a kitten of her age. She's not going to be that big of a cat. Um, oh, but she she plays fetch. She, you throw it, she runs, gets it, and brings it back. It's ridiculous. Oh, I, she was the cutest man. I think it's you, Frankie, because when you came to my house, you did that with my Bella, and she played oh. fetch with you. I remember that. That's I think right. That you. was fun. I think you are the cat whisperer. You have these oh. powers over cats. I think I so. Did, thank you. You gotta conquer Muchka, though, man. She's still fighting it. Well, but she kind of likes me, but then she does, screams she like really a does. banshee if I hold her too long. Well, <laughs> yeah. she 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 warns you by swiping to get yeah. away, and then you scary. don't get away, and so she's forced to actually scratch you. Right? She likes you in that she likes the smell of your blood, kind of way. <laughs> John, <laughs> shut up! As it hits the air from her nail scratching you, <sighs> like Edward Cullen. So Jingle Spells Three is moving along. Oh yes, please give us an update. We uh, we get so many emails about that. The the submissions are coming in, and um, good. Um, is One that going to be done a, before the live album? Uh, no. The live album The live album's being mastered as we speak. Okay, Yay. hear that, everyone? Um, Let's repeat that. I'm yeah, tired of the being emails. Mastered. It's being mastered. Yeah, I'm tired of the emails, too, but I don't blame them because well. this should have been out a long time ago, but okay. this is just our fault. We've just had a, a long, very long, crazy yes. uh, 
time of it. But basically, we're gonna have like a like a Uber Christmas package of things you can buy Ooh, for people. So nifty, like that. And it's all for charity because we love doing that because it's fun. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Excited. Cool. So, are you Wait, gonna sing well, this year what song on Jingle Spells? <laughs> you guys are cute in your little synchronicity there. That was that was adorable. No. What? What do you mean? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Me sing. Uh huh. I want to hear you sing. We should do a um, the bar the Pottercast quartet or something like that, like a barbershop quartet. As long as I get a voice double, we're fine. No, it'd be funny. No, you talk. guys did fine. We can do that. You could say John, John every two minutes. That yeah, would be that's good. all. That's all. I'll do <laughs> John, John. Yeah. Make a techno song. <laughs> yeah, that we could do a rap kind of thing. You know? Get the ministry guys involved. Yeah, pretty it'd be funny. John, John. Nice. be like, hey. <laughs> it's not all we do. Speaking of witches, you guys uh, should keep a lookout for our friend Darren Chris on Eastwick. He made his appearance yep. this week. His wow. debut on, is on television. On television. That's really cool. Darren Chris, by the way, plays Harry in Harry Potter musical, whatever that was called. Very special. What is it called very now? Potter star musical. Kid something, is it? A Very Potter musical. That's no, what's HP their the Star musical. Kid HP thing? The musical, is that their Twitter? What is that? That's their, their, like their, their company or like their oh. troupe or whatever. Frankie, that's really oh, exciting. Kids. Sorry. Yeah, go on. It was so weird seeing someone people. like I know on TV. I'm like, I know him. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Is it on YouTube? That's on Hulu. Go to Hulu. Or or um It's on the Hulu. Okay, good. Hulu or ABC. I have too many com. television shows already. But I will watch it to to support Mr. Support Chris. Support the Wizards. Is that show doing okay in the ratings? Are they going to keep going? Do I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I should ask him. He'd probably know. Yeah, I would bet. Um, John, are you here? You're awfully quiet. No, I'm here. I'm sorry. It's worried. You're up to something, up to no good. I am in this kick of drawing Poison Ivy and Harlequin right now. What? I don't care. Mm. From Batman, two villains. So like, that's, that's okay. I just drawing it right and, now. And they haven't even forward. came like recently into you know pop culture again. Who's talking about Poison Ivy? No one. I'm just drawing them. <laughs> Is she going to be in the newest Batman movie? Do you think? Oh, With, I don't um, think so. I hope not. Riddler and Poison Ivy. Uh, Riddler would be cool. cool. I want to see Riddler and Catwoman. That's my selfish movie. I heard that they actually casted the Riddler already. It's going to be Ricky Gervais. Don't say that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Be awesome. Stupid. It would be stupid, but he's so funny, though. But he would he not funny. be. He's funny. I like him, but he's making nuts. I heard you didn't like the new movie, Frankie. I haven't seen it yet, but... I did not like it, but I probably didn't like it for biased reasons. I thought it was very Is disrespectful. It, like, crude humor? No, oh. I think it's disrespectful to people who have a religious belief of any sort. What movie oh, is this? Right. He's so hardcore atheist, isn't he? I mean, it's not even, to, in my opinion, not to delve into the subject, it's not even intelligently challenging it, because I'm fine with that, you know, whatever. It's just blatant kind of make fun of, go around the playground telling people Santa Claus isn't real type of attitude. Oh, like, it's just, it, it got an, I, I'm biased, so like it, it really marred my point of view. And as a storytelling, like, you could have gone really far with the whole not lying thing, which is really cool. But his character arc as an individual was was interesting, and I liked. Like his character's arc was like his character's journey was interesting, but I I was biased, so like yeah, I didn't care for it. I'm confused. I haven't seen it yet. What's the name of this movie? Invention of Lying. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of like that would be fun for us to review names. movies at the end of every podcast. <laughs> 
I'm just thinking that. Like, we should pick a movie every week. Uh, uh, I love movies. <laughs> the last movie I saw was the two Toy Story double feature thing. And that uh, was... I want to see that. I want to see it Wednesday, I think. Oh, was that awesome. good? Yes. I love those movies. I do. And just to watch them again on the big screen like that was amazing. Wonderful. Now, now having, like, with the more recent computer animation stuff, does Toy Story 1 look all rudimentary? I think they re-rendered it, Frankie. It, 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 I thought it looked really, really I good. I haven't read an article about it or anything, but I, I would have to think that they could go th- through their, all those old files and just re-render everything with like you know, newer, better textures and lighting and everything. Yeah, I was really impressed. Unless, with how unless it I'm looked. crazy, unless they just left it alone. But well, no, they have to no. re-render it you, for the stereo, so it makes sense. Yeah. That they would. Why not kick up the? If it's just a filter, they can run. Why not do it? Not a filter, but sure. You know. I don't know, maybe because yeah. your eyes, your eye is much more trained than mine. But I thought it looked very vivid on the screen, and I was just plus I hadn't watched those films in some time. My son is a little bit older now; he had moved on past them. But now we're both like kind of rediscovering again. I just thought it was marvelous. I really enjoyed it. Plus, the trailer for the third movie just looks out of this world. Uh, I can't I even see. stand it. That's my recommendation. But I think it's going off theaters. They only put it out for a couple weeks. But there we go. <laughs> that concludes my movie review. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. All right. Well, then. Okay. Boring. Who cares? Okay. Not boring. I'm just not able to participate. Mm-hmm. What's the last movie I you saw? I love my story. I know. I wish I can't wait for number three. Yeah. So, Melly, what's on the... Are you going to stay home? Are you done traveling for a while? Oh, I want to. I want to just sit here. I'm so tired. Where are you going? Moving. Are your feet still puffed from your walk? Uh, between walking all around Manhattan and then... I had a bunch of trips that had to happen um, recently. I'm going to be actually in Virginia on October 23rd. Um, what the I'll heck's going on there? Doing a speech. A speech. Oh, fun. Doing a speech. Doing a speech on Harry Potter. You're going to have to be careful to keep Dolly out of there. Or not Dolly, Ooh. but uh, Leanne or Sue Ann. What was your name? What? Jody. What was your uh, southern name? Jody. 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 That's it. Jody. Judy Jean. Jody. Show. Uh, it's terrible. It's Virginia, not Alabama. Uh, Virginia's getting there, though. Virginia's right, uh, no, right on the line. They're right on if, the if, line. If, if Tennessee is, is considered southern, Virginia is like on the no, same. Part, it's, there's like northern Virginia and the rest. It's different. This is Fairfax. This is like D.C. Virginia. Oh, okay. Well, you should have a good um, crowd for that then. That'll be. I hope so. I need to make a post on Leaky. I always forget. Sue always reminds me. Melissa, news says you're doing this thing. Melissa, <laughs> why don't you make a news post? <laughs> Kermit all of a sudden, like Kermit. Melissa! <laughs> I told her I should be your publicist. you got to hire me. Come on. Uh, with all my money. Yeah, that's it. Well, you know, with your Porsche oh. and, you know, your Maserati you zoom yeah, around in and everything. I forgot. I should cash one of those. You do have so 18 apartments in it? New York just for every day. You I do. Know, and each whim. of them are four floors and they make the Trump Tower look that's like right. a small studio in Soho. But yes. Um, Soho. Yeah. Oh, Soho. Actually, Soho's really expensive, what do I say? But yes. And then November 3rd, I'm somewhere. And November 10th, I'm somewhere. And November 23rd, I'm somewhere. It's are you just, in you know, California just, anytime soon? No, it's all East Coast stuff. Is there anything that we need to go to New York for anytime soon? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Where'd it go? Come here. Mm. Come here whenever you want. No. My birthday. You guys can come in for my birthday. Ah, that's right. When's your birthday? Oh Just my gosh. New Year's. 27th. 30 She's a Christmas, years old. Christmas baby. Almost Waiting. Christmas. Post-Christmas. I'm 30 and I get to spend most of my time about Harry Potter. That's pretty awesome. I want to commend the Ministry of Guys to... Uh, a, a, not the, the ministry guys to do a total eclipse cover oh. and oh my god that would be so awesome make it like make a, a dance version of it 
Because, like, Mark That's could just blow that away, like, one little soul. They could each do turns with the souls, and Mark would just... Oh, that would be oh, awesome. Like Rocky tonight. <laughs> my heart. All right, we're, All right, we're well, way off topic. Yeah, we, totally. We have to go. What topic is there ever in the drum? There's no topic, but we're frankly, flagrantly over time. Kaminis, so. flagrantly. So, all, I love your all words this week, John. Terrible words. Uh, well, well, until next time, guys. Keep throwing those dials. The next password will be singing naked. What? <laughs> 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 all of our passwords are phrases. I can't even continue now. I'm confused. That's a lascivious um, little password. Ooh, lascivious. We're all SAT today. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night. Good night. We've missed it. W three. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs> I'm, I'd be really curious, hopefully in the Scottish book, I'd be really curious to find out. I hear she's working on more. it. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, Go call Ian Rankin and ask him. Oh, he probably knows. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what we should do. We should just, like, everybody should Start ask him them. their questions now. <laughs> we should have a whole section. Ask. When's it coming out? <laughs> How long is this Quidditch chapter going to be? Oh, we should ha- we should call into him and just have someone do a British accent and be like, "Yes, and the purple is actually red." <laughs> Scottish, not British. The purple is actually red. Uh, no British accent. It's a bunch of different accents. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Ask Ian. I love it. That's awesome.